you're listening to Everything Starts Small, a podcast that explores the lives of impact-driven leaders who had an idea and decided to bring it to life. We all have to start somewhere, and through their stories of beginning, we hope to ease our fear of starting with the simple notion that everything starts small. Welcome to another episode of Everything Starts Small. My name is John Johnson, and I'm your host. And today, I am just so excited to have this conversation with my brother from another mother, my partner, my, uh, I want to say my 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 all-nighter uh, liaison. Is that even a good way of putting it? I have no idea. But Troy J. Thomas is in the house, and Troy is going to be sharing all about a small studio with you because my perspective is one perspective but the guy that has been on this journey with me since the beginning is none other than troy j thomas troy welcome to everything starts small man i'm so happy to have you here hey, happy to be here been a long time coming ah it's Can't wait. long overdue man long overdue yeah i mean we that, started this that. company three years ago um, three years ago on Monday, actually, and yeah. we have not had a conversation like this, I think, about the company, would you say? No, no, no I wouldn't say not with this sort of intention, you know, so in the weeds no. every day, we don't get a chance to step away. Well, now's our chance. Yeah. What a, what a better and more organic way to have the conversation, I think. Right. Yep. Right, a way of, of really going to our roots of this idea of everything starts small. And, and one of the reasons why I'm so happy to have you here is because everybody listening has probably heard my perspective on how a small studio came to be and came to exist. But you have a very different perspective, and I know that for a number of different reasons. So, man, I just want you to, to start there. I want to dive right into it. I want I want you to share your perspective on the the story of how a small studio actually began. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, what's what's interesting is that a small studio, like the idea of it, for me at least, was it actually embodied like what this podcast is about and what the statement of everything starts small is, because it wasn't. There was no like vision at all. It was just I wasn't happy in my job and I wanted to do something more with my gifts and and just live my life more intentionally with with the creative abilities that I was I was gifted. And um, it, it wasn't even past that. I just wanted to get out of what I was doing and do it with someone meaningful. And boy, it turned out to be <laughs> something, you know, of a magnitude that I never even envisioned. But um yeah, originally I, just, I wanted to just make things for other people because um, growing up I got a chance to do a lot of art for myself um, in my own room and and sort of express my own creativity through painting or dancing or music, whatever was kind of at my disposal. Um, and I every now and then I got to see a glimpse of what people felt when they came across my art, regardless of what medium it was. But it was so minuscule on time. They would look at a painting for five minutes and be like, oh, okay, interesting. Maybe feel something, maybe think something, and they'd walk on. Or they'd see a dance move I did, and they'd say, oh, that's cool, and, and walk on and go about their day. Um, and I always envisioned, like, how could I do something, how could I grow that further or make that impact larger? 
um, and do it repeatedly and also do it with people and on projects that I wanted to work on. Like, how could I have choice? Um, I felt all my creativity up until that point was, was not going towards things of my choice. It was to make money, right? It was to pay the bills, make ends meet, get through college, hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that was like the, the, where the inspiration came from, like just wanting to break out and do something, I guess, on my own. Um, and then, yeah, I, uh, I mean, the, we, we, we talk about this beginning of how you and I came together for a small studio so nonchalantly, but yeah, it was, it was literally just, I found out you were coming to, to Seattle or at least found out your wife was, was going to be moving up here an opportunity for a job. And, and I just, I knew that there's only one person in my life up until that point that I had collaborated with on enough occasions and and knew it worked and i knew it was more than just like trying to get to an end result and it was that there was a bond there and something about that in my heart just said hey let's extend an olive branch and just see what he says and i remember texting you i just said hey you want to you want to start a small studio and and keep in mind i had the name already like thought of we we didn't know it would be that but i had it in my head and when i said that I didn't even draw the connection that I was actually like saying the name of the company. I was just like, you want to do a small studio? You want to, you want to start a studio and create stuff? And to my, to no surprise at all, you're like, yes, let's go. I think you text me in like five minutes. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Well, because I was already, I was already thinking about it. And, yeah, of course, of and, course. And strategizing like this is something that I would want to do because, you know, Troy is one of the most humble people that I know everyone okay so i'm gonna just jump in here because troy was and is still one of the best graphic designers that i've ever worked with or ever have met right he is he is world class at the way that he designs and there's a lot of that that comes from your story right Mm -hmm. that that the story of how you got here because it's not just you wanted to do you wanted to quit your job and do yeah work that you wanted to do like there's there's a a very successful journey of art that you have explored in your in your lifetime right and i got to experience some of that this weekend as we're in the middle of our team retreat right now i got to see some of your fine art and it's spectacular man absolutely spectacular so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that we go back further because I think okay. that that may start to set a a good precedence for how a small studio came to be because without you, a small studio wouldn't exist because you actually brought life to everything that we worked on and brought it out there and did it in such a beautiful way that people were like, yes, like wow, thank you for doing this for me. This beautiful, tangible you know, piece of art that we call a brand or a reflection of someone's identity. You did that, right? And I wouldn't have been able to do that without you. Mm-hmm. But before we go back there, I'm going to touch on something. You said that the name wasn't, the name was already existed. You had already created that name. And I remember being in my last house before I moved to Seattle. And I remember you telling me that, that you came up with this name, A Small Studio. And <laughs> I was like, man, that is so good. I remember the moment you told me I was so jelly. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that is a good name for a studio. And instantly, I'm, man, I want to be a part of that. And all things came together, and here we are, right, three years later. 
And when you said when you sent me that text message, I remember that very clearly too. Hey, you want to do a small studio with me? And I was like, Yep, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And the rest is history. So so I just wanted to smooth over that because because not many people know that the name had already existed before I got involved. All I did was like, all right, Troy, you want to do this for real? Let's go. Well, you, go ahead and do well this. don't. Uh, I, and, I, and again, I'll, I'll, I won't do this. I'll try not to do this much, but you de- you added meaning to it. That was a big thing. And I was going to get to that is that the idea of the name was just like I hated the the I hated the fact that every studio out there had like such a like a monarch or like a yeah, like such a monarch name or such a monolithic name, actually. Like the this or studio this or not even a studio mentioned. And it was like, yeah, it was just bolstering themselves up and trying to inflate themselves with so much meaning. And I was just like, I'm just a, we're just a small studio. And it kind of just rolled off. And it was yeah. actually very like, like almost like brushing it aside. Like we're and then it, it came to be so much more than that and so much meaning. But it was actually an effort to like downplay like us and like not try to be so pretentious you know in an industry in a world that's so filled with pretension as we know um Mm. so yeah and then and then together we added an organic meaning to it um multiple times over and and continuing to do so as we're Mm -hmm. both realizing over the weekend with yeah with our team and our our retreat that we're in right now that's just given so much meaning to our work so I want to. All right. So thank you for for clearing that up. And for all of y'all listening, you're getting some insights into our dynamic and and just how this all came to be, because it is it is it is something special. But I think what is the most special thing about a small studio and how it came to be is is it's built on something so much more than just branding and product design. It's built on a lifetime of of this this creativity that you have explored throughout your entire life from rapper to dancer to fine artist um i mean you you've done oil paintings you've done you know um uh, ink paintings you've done uh, what graphite paintings you've done paintings that that are are portraits that were done with words um, like you've done so many beautiful things in your career that are from an artist perspective, because that's what you were going to do. You were going to be an artist. All right. So tell us about that. Let's let's how did you get to this point when you started a small studio and tell us about that journey of art for you, because I yeah. think that that leads us to the point of beginning for this meaningful work that we've been able to do together. But there was a lot of stuff that led up to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's great about this, and why I'm so glad we're doing this, is I literally just connected about two or three things in my head for the first time. Um, <clears throat> so bear with me. It may sound very much of a stretch at first, but there is a strong connection here. So do it. The reason I even got into art, as I recall, um, is when, when I was young, my mom was... My mom was a very hardworking single mother, and she of, of three, and she would work many shifts as a server. She was a career waitress, and um, when I was, you know, a toddler, five, six years old or so, she would draw me a picture of Superman. Superman was my favorite superhero, my favorite everything as a kid. I was all about him, and 
she would always do it before work because that's when I would ask her. She'd be going to her night shift as I came home from school and I would say, mom, can you draw me Superman again? And I did it so many times that she, she found a way to do it quickly and effectively or efficiently rather. And I started to notice the stress that she was, she was having, not just from work and having to provide for her family on her own, but also here's her youngest son who's just like full of joy and just wants her to do this thing for her. And she can't say no because she loves me so much and all the reasons a mother does what they do for their children. And I, I, I instinctively remember like saying, I don't want to have to ask her to do that anymore. I want to do it better than she can so I can fulfill my own want to see Superman drawn cool or to be able to, to do something cool. I never had this idea of art, just an idea to take that away from her. Um, and so that's where it started, at least this idea of being artistic or wanting to go into that world. And then it just became a thing that I realized that I was gifted at. I didn't know as a kid, but I was just gifted with that ability, most likely from her, my mother. And I just, I just, it just became a part of me just naturally. Um, at first it was just something that just, I didn't have an answer for. Like I, it, I just did it because it was who I was. I didn't think about why I was doing it or what the purpose was once I got into it. But as I got older and as you go through adolescence and things happen in your life, you you tend to need to find something to to bring peace to yourself or to bring, you know, happiness. Whether you're maybe you had a bad breakup and you need to find a way to go and like, you know, go into your go into your home or find a way to uh, again bring peace to your life. Um, and that's what I realized I used art for for myself. You know, growing up to get away from certain things or to go into my world. I would dance in my room for hours or paint in my room for weeks or write lyrics all the time because I could engulf myself in something else and, and be it a, a distraction or a habit or a passion, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what I used it for. And then the, the beautiful thing was because I was good at it, um, I was able to affect other people's lives by it and, and bring some sort of meaning or feeling or emotion or even just intrigue to their life, even if only for a couple seconds. And then it was when I was a, a teenager kind of middle high school years, 16, 17, I, I noticed that very, very, very adamantly. And I realized that I could do more. And I, I was worried if art was going to be that way or if it had to be another way, but I knew I had a gift that I could at least influence other people's lives with. And my tactical brain went into, okay, I need to be a designer because that's where like money is. Like I can get into commercial art. I can make album covers. I can make you know, my, 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 I guess my lens was limited at what I could make, but that's where it shifted from fine arts to, yeah. to graphic design. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, there's a lot more, but that's kind of the origins. And, and the, the, the connection point was that, you know, our fray or one of our phrases is actually our mission, which is to bring peace to people's lives using our gifts. And I realized that at the beginning of my gift or even going on my journey was to bring peace to my mom's life. The woman who mm -hmm. brought so much peace to my life and continues to. And it's, it's been something that's been evident in my life over and over, just through different people and different moments. So it's the gift wow. that keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. You, because you, you know, we, we talk about stories of beginning and that, that very specific moment in your life of remembering that your mom's drawing you this picture of Superman and you were able to use that, that reputation, that rep repetition that she mm -hmm. was able to do, that consistency that she was able to do with you, being a single mother, working, 
you know, the things that were going on with you and your family that I know about. Um, and, and you were able to use that to, to harness and potentially even develop a gift. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and keep on and keep it consistent with that. Do you, do you reflect back on that moment a lot as you are doing your work now as the creative director of a small studio that is doing work on a global level now? Like, do you, do you find yourself reflecting back on, on those, those moments of beginning? I do more and more, definitely not in the beginning, but as I've seen kind of the fruits of that labor more evident and, and time and time again, um, seeing our clients that we've worked with have success after we've, you know, delivered an identity for them or a experience, um, some experience designed for them. It's, it reminds me to look back again and then knowing what that origin is, it helps certainly. Um, but it also is, is a reminder that like, no matter how small that, that, that moment is or how, <clears throat> how small that amount of peace you're bringing to someone's life, it could have, it could, it could have effects that are, you know, could have a ripple effect that lasts decades or multiple generations. Right. And beyond potentially. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And it has, mm -hmm. it has already. I've seen it. And I, I've, yeah. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you because, you know, one of the things about our journey that's unique is that neither of us had any experience in agency or being a service provider, you were doing freelance work for, you know, on, on the side of your full-time job. I was doing consulting work, right? Doing, you know, working with entrepreneurs. But um, our story of beginning goes back to when we worked on Feel Free Together. Mm. And our our friend, Meg Dead, uh, found you via YouTube yeah. and... <laughs> A YouTube video, y'all. Uh, freshman year at ASU. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, check it uh, out. I won't give you any more. <laughs> it's a treat. It's a treat. Um, I actually didn't even realize that you were in that. I didn't watch that that series until I moved to Seattle. We started Ace Ball Studio, and Which I remember wild, watching yeah. it. And I remember we were just moved to Seattle. We didn't even have a couch yet, and I would watch that after work. Because that was like my TV show, and I watched like yeah. every episode of season one. It was awesome. Check it out, y'all, if you didn't yet. Um, so but we won't go into that. <laughs> Feel free. That was my first entrepreneurial endeavor after leaving architecture. Mm. Yeah. All right. And we met at Coplex through Megdad, and you came in to help us with our brand as a startup as feel free and that was the first time that we met and you helped us translate our our identity that was the first time that i experienced identity work because you were the one that brought it out of me and make that and turned it into this beautiful mark it's on our website uh if you check out feel free uh, shout out to Magdad. we haven't talked to you in forever man we love you we miss you we need to connect soon. Um, Avasadagan. Thank I'll you for finding how to pronounce the last name. Avasadagan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you for finding this guy because me and you grew so much in our relationship through that experience because we mm. found out that we both um, didn't know our father, um, didn't grow up knowing our father. You you know your father. 
but he's not in a, a big part of your life or hasn't been throughout your life. You single mother, both of our brothers have been in prison, um, David and Antonio and and now, you know, we both have journeyed across the world to be with our, our loved, our love or our life. Uh, shout out to Sarah and Morgan. We love you both um, because they have been the reason why we've been able to do this. All right. So we think about there's so many stories of beginning in our relationship that Feel Free was the way that we met. All right. And even right. though that didn't work out, if we... If we didn't meet, if that didn't happen, we a small studio wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't be doing the work that we're doing right now. Right. All right. So I just I want to thank you for that, man, and I want I want you to share, if you don't mind, um, maybe some perspective because remember the reason why I'm like super pumped about this convo is because I could talk all day about about our story of beginning and how things happen, but it's much yeah. better hearing it from your perspective. So. Like, why did you decide to work with us on that startup and feel free, right? Doing something that that you had never even done before, right? We yeah. were you were actually doing product design back then. You know, why did you decide to work with us? And then, you know, why did you decide to to continue working with me over all those years, all the way up until a small studio started? Yeah. I, so at, at first. It was interesting. Magdad, he reached out to me on Facebook and and he just said, "Hey man, I I, I saw your stuff. I'm a fan. I like I like what you're doing." Um, and he just said, "I have something I'm working on. I'd love your help with, or or would love to know if you're interested in, in helping." And just asked to get some coffee. And we went to this coffee shop that was open all all 24 hours. I forget the name, but it was really cool. <laughs> and um, he told me the idea, and it was just immediate. Immediately, I was like, "Yes, I, this idea is amazing." I didn't know like what capacity I'd help in or how long I would be a part of it or any relationship that would come from it. Definitely didn't know you at the time. He didn't mention you. He just mentioned the idea and what the vision was. And, and, um, yeah, it, it was, it was just something I knew I wanted to be a part of. Um, and I wanted to, and at, the, at that age was, I would say more selfishly driven. I wanted to have like my name attached to something so cool and powerful as, as that idea. Um, but then it quickly turned into something that was something I was searching for for a while was a brotherhood and, and a camaraderie amongst other people who were trying to do something, just something impactful and like just create something. Um, like I said, all my life I've created something, but I've created my, by myself my whole life, always in my little room. And even when I was in mm. class, like, you know, I, I like you said, I appreciate the humble comments, but this is the one thing I will say I'm not humble on. I was always the best artist in my class. And because of it, I actually was kind of like a like an iso I was isolated. People didn't want to collaborate with me because I was at a different level, and and they also like were intimidated. And so I would tend to like go and recluse because of that, and only more so at home. So when I found someone who was equally passionate about just making something, I didn't know your skill set. I didn't know Meg Dad's skill set. I just knew you wanted to make something, and I knew that I had a special gift that I could fill. And I also knew that I wasn't going to have to fight for my like sense of belonging or my sense of place. I knew I wasn't going to have to like argue for my, for me to be there because I was asked to be there. And that was actually a gift in itself that I was mm. requested. And it was, I was seeked, which was, which was humbling, but also like very, uh, it was an honor at the same time. And I wanted to like honor, I wanted to respect that as well. Like the fact that I was, that I was asked to do so just made me feel so honored and I wanted to to do what I could to to prove that I was worthy of of being asked to help out. Um and then the 
the all-nighters um, and the you know tireless nights and just the effort that went into it for the next year and a half or so, definitely a lot of ups and downs and something I definitely didn't expect to be a part of that long. But to answer your question of like why I continued with it and then also at the same time why I chose to continue working with you was for us, it always seems easy. Um, no matter what we're doing or whatever we're making, there's a, there's try not to use buzzwords. I hate buzzwords, but there was a synergy there and there is a synergy there. Even when we're not aligned a hundred percent in some ways, like there's still always like a, just a fabric that holds us together. And I felt that right away. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't like you for the first 24 hours, I knew you, (laughs) but, uh, but you know, quickly after that, I was like, yeah, this is my guy. This is, this is, this is the guy I'm. Don't know how long, but I know I need to go to battle with this guy. It's the right thing to do. And and thankfully we're we're still going to battle together and we intend to go to battle together for the rest of our lives. So was it was it that night that I we were up all night and I was we were we were trying to perfect the F in in Feel Free. Remember that the night that I, F we were playing with? The when I didn't like you or did I that I realized I, I think you I had liked wanna... me after that otherwise oh, yeah. you probably wouldn't have been up all night with <laughs> no, me no yeah no that that was um that was at least the moment where i knew that that this this guy cared as much as i do you know what i mean even uh, yeah. if even just cared about the details cared about the art the, the craft of what you're doing um yeah. and regardless of if it's something you even do on a daily basis like putting your your intent your craft and your care like on display at all times like no matter what's in front of you yeah oh that's so good. That's such a good perspective to gain for me, I know. Um, I think also for for our listeners, because one of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast um, was that there's always this, everybody listens to the people that have done it already, that have been mm. successful, that have grown their agency into a massive one. Yeah. I mean, even, even Eli Altman, I wrote the book, um, Run Studio Run, that you shared with me. And I remember in that book, he said a small studio so many times (laughs) that it caused me literally the next day to go and get a small studio trademarked immediately because he talked about this, this guy that has done it, that has successfully built a brand and agency and has built many brands and many names and has written many books. He was still talking about a small studio and what it yeah. meant to be a small studio. And the reason why we're doing this is because sometimes it's important just to hear about the small things and the stories of beginning and when people were small in a team of four versus a team of a hundred or yeah. making, you know, $500,000 versus making $10 million a year. Right. And I, I really appreciate your perspective, Choi, because as a creative director at a small studio, we've had these conversations. Creative directors have this massive weight on their shoulders of what they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do, especially with a creative agency right. like ours right. in the context. Of, and I use agency with quotation marks around it. <laughs> If you could see me, I had that little bunny ears up, right? That you as a creative director, it's it's a very big role in a mm-hmm. creative agency. It's a very big role. Yeah. So I want you to, to share with some of the listeners about how you've gone from, 
you know, everything you just shared with with us of, you know, drawing Superman to bring peace to your mom's life all the way now to actually running a small studio, a successful one at that. Like, what has that journey been like for you? And at what point did you or have you even had that moment of of what it means to be a creative director for you as Troy yeah. J. Thomas? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's the, and it's it's always changing, I think. Um, and I think that's what I'm realizing. And that's actually the more important part of understanding your your role and um, the what you bring to your team and your peers. Um, and it's that part that I want to touch on is that early on in a small studio and even before before and after we started it, like I, it, as much as my heart was still intact of like doing this because I love it or doing this because it's a passion. At the end of the day, there was still a scarcity mindset of like doing this for money. Um, and it was always really hard to balance those two out with like, yes, this is my passion and this is what I love to do. But at the same time, I'm doing it for money and I need to. And those would always conflict. Um, and early on, I, I, I always felt or I defaulted to this idea of the creative director is supposed to direct the, 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 the visual, it's direct the, the output, direct the production, um, direct a lot of the client experience along with others. But what, I'm, what I've realized recently, um, as recently as, you know, powerfully, even as yesterday and today, is that it's not about the, the work, it's about the people. And, and the creative direction is not, it's, it's more about directing people or guiding other people to use their creative gifts to impact the world in a multiplying mm. effect. Um, and so I was always so, so worried about how I would direct this project and this project and how the vision would come true from an idea to, you know, a complete, you know, deliverable, if we want to use that sterile word. Um, and now it's more so how can I be a leader to others and, and, you know, direct them to use their gift, like I said, so that way, because I'm always so I can only do so much, you can only do so much. But if I can influence yeah. and guide someone else to use their gift, then my impact can go from one to 100 very quick. Mm. Um, and that goes back to you know, my mom and seeing that I could bring peace to one life and like just wanting to see how, how, how far I can extend that. Um, so that's just kind of the switch that's happened for me personally is, is realizing like, how can I multiply that effect? How can I make that ripple bigger? Um, yeah. And how can I, how can I, yeah, that's perfect. That's, wow. <laughs> that's that sums it up. I think. <laughs> done. Done. Period. Uh, Period. Wow. That's, uh, Man, it's it's so good to hear you say that because when you when you think about it, with just the conversation that we've had, you you said that you were always the best artist in the class to the point mm -hmm. of feeling like you didn't belong there. You yeah, were isolated. Yeah. People were intimidated by you, or maybe I don't know, right? Whatever reason, and I know from working with you you specifically, but also working with other artists, specifically graphic designers or fine artists, whatever you want to say, because um, I've worked with a lot of different people. They tend to isolate themselves. They tend to go into shame spirals of not being oh, yeah. good enough or yeah. not, not feeling like they're doing their best work or they could, they could be better or, or whatever it is. Right. And I've seen that with you. We've had moments. Both of us have had moments like yeah. that. Uh, we've seen that with some of our team members that we've worked with, contractors, you know, so on and so forth. And 
and our you know we've we, we've we've gotten to this statement and i i want to say this i'm gonna say this on record Choi. you were the reason that prompted this vision of a collection of creatives who use their gift to bring peace to people's lives because i saw you fighting so much of that isolation and that shame and and how hard it was to produce great work period mm. and it's not easy as anybody listening knows that it's not easy to produce great work especially when it comes to art yeah. design right it's fully it's fully emotional it's fully um opinionated right it's rel it's it's relative so you have overcome so much just in the time that we've been working with of these internal battles of of you are a great artist you're a great creative you've done great work throughout your life from when you were a child all the way until now being right. an adult just getting married right being owning a company and leading people as a creative director and i know that there's other people out there listening that are going to gain so much from your story because what you said is it's not about the work it's about the people how can you help others overcome some of the things the doubt the fear the shame the guilt you know whatever it is inside of them especially someone that has that that gift of of artistry or design whatever it is right like thank you for sharing yeah. that and sharing so vulnerably yeah absolutely that's a, pleasure. i think it's so, beautiful it's man. so much uh it's yeah it's just good to get it out you know it's good to articulate it just because it's, it's if we don't do that it's hard to sometimes connect the dots otherwise mm -hmm. you're again back to isolation right like this conversation that we're having is is already doing so much i think for both of us i won't speak for you but it's doing so much for me so much that that writing in a journal every morning is was great but that won't even do enough right you have to you have to get different perspectives yeah yeah man oh yeah it's perfect well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna end it there um because i think it's perfect one of the things i've, I've been doing on every one of our episodes is this ability for you to share some wisdom and i think you've already shared a lot of wisdom just through your perspective and your story and and how you've gotten to this point that if you're if you had to speak to any other person out there in the world maybe it's an artist maybe it's a fine artist maybe it's somebody that's always had the dream of starting a small studio um like how would you help them overcome their fear of starting what would you tell them yeah um listen but part of that is also pause so pause and listen and that's easier said than done um sometimes you might have somebody a brother a friend a partner who is talking to you and speaking wisdom into you that you can listen to sometimes you have a mother or a friend or a, a wife or a husband that you can listen to it might be your faith god whoever your your divine creator is in your eyes that you listen to mm. or it's yourself but it's important to to understand that you have to listen otherwise you're going through you're going through life alone no matter how many friends or how big of a community you have if you're not listening then you're only using your own perspective so just listen and and don't listen passively 
and be open to when that spark hits because it'll happen. It might happen in two seconds and you're lucky or it might happen in two years and you have to go through that struggle, but that's actually part of it, right? And mm. and once you get that spark, like that's when it's time to go. Like that's when it's time to take action and repeat also is the last thing I would yeah. say. Pause, listen, take action and repeat. Mm. Pause, listen, take action and repeat. Love it. Love it, man. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go back because you said something. You, you decided to quit your job to start and to move full time into a small studio. You know, like you had to take that moment to pause and listen. Yeah. And you decided to take action and actually quit a job that you weren't happy at mm-hmm. and wasn't using your gifts fully. And next thing you know, you are now living your dream yeah right and then you also have to continue to repeat that every second of every day (laughs) (laughs) as we both know so that's that's perfect i just wanted to give it application as to how you can act you back i've seen you do that so joy i just i just thank you for being here i thank you for taking the time um to have this conversation with me i thank you for all of your life and all of your gifts that you've given to a small studio um and i i want to thank you for trusting me as your partner you know as your friend and trusting me to go on this journey with you and and be able to actually do this work alongside of you because it would be a lot harder and honestly it may not and probably would never have happened without you so so mm-hmm. thank you troy for for being here and thank you or just being you, man, and living into your identity and living into your gifts. It's an honor, man. It's been a it's a ride that I want to stay on. So let's enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, we're 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 enjoying it, and thank you all for being here and listening to this to us. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't have did this uh, podcast recording together in person. Otherwise, we would have been hugging and crying and. Maybe kissing. I don't know, but um, we would have been hugging. Got to butts, in. To... butts in. Butts in. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to it. You got some inside look at to into a small studio, and um, I hope that you enjoyed our conversation, and I hope that you enjoyed, you know, this episode of Everything Starts Small. Make sure that you remember that no matter how big your vision is, no matter how powerful or passionate. You are about your impact in the world and using your gift. You just have to remember that everything starts small. My name is John Johnson, and I will see you next time.